back with another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your cult leaders and host, Jordan Garcia. With me, as always, I have... Armando Arvizu here, and what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, what we like to do is we like to talk about a film that is in the Criterion Collection, and then uh, we like to bring a film that we believe belongs in the Criterion Collection, then we like to kind of argue about it, talk about it, discuss it, discuss both films, compare them, see what they're all about, you know, and today... It's your turn. Yeah, it's my pick today. So the Criterion film we're, uh, we're going to be discussing is Rumblefish from director uh, Francis Ford Coppola. And, uh, it's... Who we have brought before with uh, The Conversation. I brought his film The Conversation. And we did Dracula, didn't we? We did do Dracula, but I'm saying we, uh, we bring, because bringing a film. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but he does have films already in the collection. You're right, yeah. Dracula and Rumblefish. And then, yeah. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it, yeah, Dracula is a laser disc, right, only? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, hopefully they come back with that. But Hopefully. anyway, but later... What's Fish all about? Oh, I was going to say what movie we're going to do. Well, later. please do that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, uh, and later we'll be discussing bringing to the altar of the cult Francis Ford Coppola, The Outsiders. Oh, both so, ba- based... On books by the same author, in case you didn't yeah. all know. Yeah. What's A lot of brawling. What's S- her name? S.E. Hinton. Boom. You should all know that. We all read it in high school. Right? Yeah. You would think. You would hope. I would hope so. Yeah. But Who's like, in Rumblefish? But like in Squid and the Whale, why do they uh, make you read the best writer's worst novels? <laughs> well, I guess just that's kidding. true. I, yeah, I guess it's not like required reading, right? Like outsiders, you just sort of read that on your own, right? Like, yeah, I, I feel it's like, always like one of those books. Really? That, yeah, like you read yeah. it as a class, you know? I just sort of remember because, you know, you hear the, the clips of the movie and, and, and songs. So that's why I read the book. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has that allure for sure. It does. It, it didn't really feel like a book that they were like telling me to read. It felt like a book that it was like I found on my own, you know? Yeah. Like I was a rebel because <laughs> I found this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So who's in Rumblefish, which is the, which is crazy, right? We're talking about. So this is the second Francis Ford, uh, Ford Coppola, S.E. Hinton adaptation. Yeah. But it's the first in the Criterion Collection, and then Outsiders oh, yeah. is the his first adaptation of it. Yeah, yeah. He did this, and he did this in the same year, nineteen eighty-three. It's spine number eight six nine. Rumblefish. We're talking about. Here. Yeah. And uh, let me just give you a quick synopsis, and I'll go into. Uh, the cast of characters and all that stuff. So uh, Rusty James can't live up to his brother's reputation. His brother can't live live it down. Rusty James, an absent-minded street thug, struggles to live to his legendary older brother's reputation and and longs for the days when gang warfare was going on. Yeah, thank you, Letterbox. Wow, that's crazy. That's insane. But uh, <laughs> as Rusty James, we've got Matt Dillon. As and then the motorcycle boy is a uh, Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Patty, and that's played by Diane Lane, and we have Father, played by the great Dennis Hopper. Yeah, wow. I was just gonna say we got a whole bunch of like um, like hybrid, not hybrid in a bad way, but we got a bunch of like a whole bunch of hybrid James Dean, Marlon Brando types in this. Yeah. you know what I mean. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Mickey Hopper's Rourke. his own. Well, his but, own person, right? There. That is true, but but he, you know, he grew up with those guys. Yeah, you know, he, he grew was up around, with James yeah. Dean. He was around. You know what I mean? Like, Brando, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Like he idolized them in that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it kind of has that connection yeah. in a way. And and Mickey Rourke and Matt Dillon feel like they kind of have that 
that wild energy of those guys. Yeah, those you know, young back, actors, yeah. those you know, chewing up the scenery, really yes, like. Yeah. What is it? What is that acting called? A method acting. Method acting, like yeah. really punching walls yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? Like really just like taking, like you know, taking all that seriously. Not that fast talky stuff. Yes, exactly. We're going for dramatic here. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, Dennis Hopper, uh, Diana Scarwid as Cassandra. Uh, Nick Cage plays Smokey. And Chris, I, I feel like he might be another one. I didn't yeah, bring him up, but he is, guy. you know what I mean? He he sort of has a mixture of all those styles, yeah. right? The James Dean, the Brandos, even Dylan, even yeah. like, you know, Dennis Hopper, even Mickey Rourke. Like, he's like all over the place yeah, in the best way, in the best yeah. way. Yeah. And then we have Chris Penn as BJ Jackson. Mm. And then uh, Lawrence Fishburne from, uh, plays Midget. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's, and then, oh, yeah, Tom Waits as Benny, too. Don't forget that. And then an appearance by uh, Sofia Coppola as uh, Patty's sister. Yeah, she's in all those movies, right? Yeah. Is she in all of them? She might be, right? Uh, she was in The Outsiders, remember, too? She is, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's in a lot of them, I guess. Yeah. Godfather 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, we could yeah. do without her, but that's okay. She's a great director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is Not so much director. of an actress, but, you know, whoa, whoa. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You know, yeah, I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why we haven't seen her in anything. Sure, sure, but sure. Yeah, maybe yeah. the critics ruined it for her. Yeah, you know, but yeah. Uh huh. Rumblefish. Rumblefish. Though you own this, you you yeah. own the Blu-ray. Yeah, you got it. Um, I will say that you know, as we were talking about earlier, that I will say that I I, I do like his interpretation of this. A lot more than the outsiders. Obviously, we'll get into that later. Okay. But I do really enjoy that. You know that he really, you know the fact because um, right off the bat, motorcycle boy Mickey Rourke, he's uh, he's colorblind and he can't hear, and so that's how most. That's why the movie's in black and white, and that's why the sound is the way that it is, right? Like everything's very echoey. You know what I mean? Like nothing. Like a lot of the sound is, you know, it just sounds like it's an echo. It, it doesn't sound like it's right there in front of you in a lot of ways. Oh, I oh okay. I guess that's like uh, that was part of the the plan because yeah. all the all the dialogue is pretty much overdubbed. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they just couldn't get good dialogue. Or something. No, no. I, or, I really, I really do. I really do feel like it was part of the part fact of, that yeah. yeah, that his like that he you know that's the way he hears. That's gonna, the way motorcycle. That's, that's funny. like the world that they're in, right? When, like yeah, when yeah, I yeah, this like weird disconnect and dream like and to make you mm-hmm. really like uh like something is off you know something right like, you yeah, know yeah. everything like the, nothing is like you know you don't feel like in your body you don't feel yourself necessarily yes you kind of don't exactly. know like you know it's like, exactly. like a dream it's like know? that dream world it's like uh, when everything's sort of fuzzy yeah. and like you know you don't know what is yeah you're just sort of like oh is this person behind me or in front of me it's like that yeah. kind of weird you know yeah where's yeah. it even coming from like right. these this voice or whatever or this person or whatever you know yeah and I, and true. i and i think that like because of that choice it really made and i i haven't read rumblefish i i read outsiders but i have never read rumblefish i want yeah. to now even though it's sort of like a young person's novel but i would yeah. still love to read you know read it again for sure. or, or read it for the first time yeah. sorry but you can go down to your local library. Jordan. Yeah, I will. I'm yeah. going to. Everyone should. Everyone yeah. needs to read more. Everyone go to your local library and rent and rent. Uh, check something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here thinking about movies. See, rent rent a movie. Actually, don't get a book. Just rent a movie. <laughs> rent the movie. Yeah, just actually rent a computer. Yeah. Who cares about books? No, but I, I do want to read this because I feel like Francis Ford Coppola in this um, in this case in the case of Rumblefish really 
sort of brought the lyrical sense of, uh, you know, Essie Hinton to life. You know, I've only read Outsiders, but yeah. I do kind of understand her, you know, her writing is sort of this like idea of like, you know, it's like that um, when you're stuck between being a teen and, and going into being a, an adult like that, that sort of adolescence, right? Yeah. Where you're and especially her characters are very much like even with um, uh, 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 the motorcycle man, uh, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke yeah. he's very uh, in the same way with Ponyboy. He's very poetic and he reads. And you know what I mean? Like he's just very like uh, he's very in his head. He doesn't yeah. like think with his fist right away. You know, in Mickey Rourke's case in this in, in this movie in Rumblefish, he does because he sort of has to be right. He has to be that like that gang leader, that like guy. You know what I mean? Or yeah, he's just misinterpreting what he saw in his brother. You know? Oh well, Matt, Matt, Matt Dillon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the reason that Mickey Rourke is that way, like he is more of like a quiet soul, as you see in the film. Yeah. Where he's just more so like I don't want to do like this is nothing. Like you know what I mean? Like, but this he's is also not what I crazy, want. right? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Because like, there's like. Because he has a screw loose, just like the father. You know, you see well, that in Dennis Hopper's, Hopper's I don't know character. If, I mean, Dennis Hopper is crazy, but I don't know if Mickey Rourke's crazy. I think that just because he's colorblind and, and can't hear, they think he's, like, ill or something. Well, I'm not saying that. I, I no, know no, I, I'm not saying yeah, you're yeah. saying that. No, no, but because I, I, I can't see. I guess I don't ever see any any uh, scenes or anything that he's, like, mentally ill. Because they, they do mention that, right? There is yeah. a bunch of scenes of them being like, oh, you don't know, your brother's mentally ill yeah. or whatever. But I guess I don't really ever see that in Mickey Rourke. He always feels like this, like, kind of quiet sort of... Um, he is, but You know, like, interest, in, introspective. But he's also this person that just, like, beats to the his own drummer or whatever. Oh, you know, right. like, he's yeah, just... Yeah. That he isn't all there because of this kind of stuff, you know, like... Maybe it does have to do with his hearing or his... Oh, well, I mean, it's obviously has to do with his dad yeah. and, the, and his yeah, parents. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like passed down. Mm-hmm. So that's why you just uh, see it yeah. in the dad. And, well, and, because, I, and because of the ending, it's just like he didn't have to do that. Like he just kind of... Like you know, like he's well. Oh yeah, I guess what. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. What what you're saying? But yeah, I guess the, also and, we don't have and, to interpret that literally. I guess as well. Well, no, no, I no, no. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I I see what you're saying in that because you know he does something that uh, you because who just oh yeah sorry go yeah ahead. he goes into a pet shop and he's just like he's very much just like oh we got to free these animals and we got to like <clears throat> the reason why these rumble fish. The, you know, those, what are they, like, uh, Chinese, Japanese fighting fish? It's like some kind of, like, fighting fish. I don't know. They're but, rumble fish. But, well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But they're, like, they're, they're called something else because I've, I've, yeah, I've, like, had one before. Okay. But anyway, they, they're, um, so he's, like, talking about them and how if they, you know, if they weren't put in a particular situation to where they'd have to fight, they wouldn't fight, right? If I put them in the river, they won't fight, yeah. you know? And that sort of comes off as, like, like a mental illness kind of thing because he just literally takes off with those fish and the cops like shoot him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, well, that I, that can, I feel like maybe that can be interpreted. Like that's why he tells his brother to leave because he's taking him out of that tank. Right. Uh, you know, and, yeah, put yeah. Him in, and he won't be this person that he, yeah. the self-destructed, mm-hmm. but self-destructive person and like trying to rumble and just being like, yeah, kind of I, I think really it's more so with, with Mickey Rourke. It's just like, Oh, you know, there's nothing, like I have no way, 
like there's nothing left for me. I can at least save you, right? Like sacrificing myself at least saves. Yeah, he's you trying know. to save his brother. Yeah, his brother but from like th- being him and his dad. Like when he left, I think he just realized he there's no saving himself. I guess right because yeah, I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know necessarily if he's telling the truth about their mother. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he really he, saw her. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just on TV. Like in mm-hmm. he wasn't like you know. Yeah, he might have just thought that he might have just been like making that up for or this himself. person might have yeah exactly he yeah. might have just like kind of like an episode or something like or, that you know well like, i mean or just more so of a thing to be like oh, okay she's doing fine i saw her she's doing good yeah i don't have to worry about her you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah I, you're or also yeah he might be mentally I mean, Ill. I mean this movie is like kind of i feel like it's really up for interpretation because of all the stuff that's happening because it is so like you know like dreamlike and like not there and just like you're trying to just like you know like you're floating through like you know how you feel i i guess i don't know does everyone feel like that in dream like you're just like floating through like you're like scene to scene like there's no really like i mean it's i mean obviously in the movie it's a little more like seamless like you know like from scene to scene but in a dream it's just like you're there and there it just but it just all makes sense too and you're not really questioning it until after you when you wake up and you're trying to like remember things from right yeah yeah yeah, and I think, yeah, and, and <clears throat> I, I do feel like the movie does uh, give that uh, quality. It has that quality, right? It yeah. does feel like a dream. It feels like sometimes maybe you're just like, oh, what is this in their head? Or is this supposed to be what's happening? Mm-hmm. Because, it, yeah, the way that Francis Ford Coppola films it and with the black and white. And, again, I, I feel like, you know, having that choice of the, the audio and all that stuff makes yeah. it feel so, you know, you don't know if you're in Mickey Rourke's head or if you're, you know what I mean? Like, and most of it's through Matt Dillon's uh, character's eyes. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, but it's still, the world is still Mickey Rourke's world because he's under his shadow, right? He's, yeah. He's like living, trying to be him, trying to be mm-hmm. his older brother. He's trying to be the leader of the gang and everyone. You know, Nicolas Cage is like, hey, you're an idiot. Nicolas <laughs> <laughs> Cage is like, I'm going to take your girl and I'm going to take your career, buddy. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, look, again, love Matt Dillon. Love Nicolas Cage. That I really do feel like that they are, especially in this film, you really do have that display of all of them really kind of going for their, they're all just like, hey, I'm going to be Brando. No, I'm going to be James. No, I'm going to be Brando. You know what I mean? They're all really going for that. You know what I mean? And you're right. Dennis Hopper is his own and not always been his own, but it still is that influence. You know what I mean? It still is that. And they might even have a little bit of that themselves, right? Like yeah. that, that little bit of it, Dennis Hopper of no that. One, like, yeah, no one was doing their Nicholson yet, right? No. Not yeah, until, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Slater, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It would be Christian Slater. Yeah, because there wasn't anyone who has really kind of had yeah. that. Like, even yeah. now, no one is like doing their Nicholson, I guess. I mean, who, you know, would you say? Leo, Leo's kind of, yeah? he's sort of dipping into it. I, could, I think I, he's just trying to live I could see Jack, I could see Jack Nicholson being like Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like, you know Oh, I mean? yeah. A lot Damn. of these kind of like later roles that he's kind of doing. You saying that just made that movie. I mean, not that I don't like that movie, but I mean, you saying that just made that movie like explode in my brain right now you know like <laughs> imagine yeah exactly you know, young Nicholson, yeah like, wolf of wall street yeah. martin scorsese i mean come on dude that'd be insane that'd and that's be, what i feel like that's nuts. what leo is kind of like carrying on you know he kind of has that a little bit we all thought he was yeah. gonna be maybe like a more like a i guess like a robert redford kind of paul newman oh, kind yeah. of like the cute guess, looking one yeah even though paul newman is better than um 
Robert Redford because Paul Newman is a little more of an actor. Yeah. And, and you know, Robert Redford is good, but he's a little, you know, more yeah, of a he's face. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so with here, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like these guys are sort of like, it's that same idea, right? They're like both, right? Like Dylan's a face, but he's like an actor. Yeah. He, he's like the kind of guy who's going to like really like uh, throw a chair during a scene, even though no one told him to. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Same thing with, I feel like with Nicholas Cage. Yeah. All these guys are Dennis super unhinged. Yeah. You know? and, and Mickey Rourke. And you like, really even feel Chris that. Penn, like he could Chris like, Penn as you know? well. Yeah, exactly. And like, you feel these, that. Yeah. You really do feel that in the film. And especially in the kind of like at the beginning, that kind of poetic Kind of the way it's just like jumping through all them as they're like kind of like walking back and you know kind of jumping over each other and like hitting each other and saying their lines you know yeah. you really do feel the sense of like oh these are like these like like hood kind of guys yeah. because you know in, in the sense that you know in, in in the hollywood sense in the real sense they sort of were right they're the yeah. bad boys of hollywood you know yeah chris exactly. penn sean penn uh, Nicholas Cage is like Mickey you know, Rourke, yeah. yeah, Mickey Rourke, Matt Dillon. We're, miss, we're missing uh, what's his name, uh, Eric Roberts in this, you know. <laughs> oh, was he? He's oh, like okay. a bad yeah, boy, yeah. Of like you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he's like a he's a he's part of the the Hollywood royalty. He's yeah. part of the Roberts family. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and so that's I feel like um, it, it, what. What what's funny is that because Francis Ford Coppola could have just maybe not done all the poetic stuff and maybe just you know because he could have really just captured that wild youth energy without having to do all that stuff right the black and white and all that stuff and and capture what that is but he adds that in there and then combined with those actors and that their kind of style of acting that's just so loose and you know what I mean that you're just like oh like that's it like brings it all together it makes the the story, which is, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty much, you know, it's like a, a teen story, right? It's, yeah, you know, well, this yeah. is the, I mean, they call this the the art film for teenagers, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. On the back of the yeah, yeah. Blu-ray Criterion right here. Which which is what it feels like, but yeah. not but not in a bad way, right? Like, that's not an yeah, insult to it. Yeah, that could be like to pigeonhole it and say, like, oh, the art, te- the art film for teen, teenagers. Sure, yeah, yeah. But no, it's not. It's really the, like, you know, I... I don't know necessarily that like a teen would understand it as that. Yeah, or they would you know? probably find it boring. I think it you have to like have a few years away from that your your teen years to like kind of like feel like oh yeah this is like I wish my teens were like this or like you know have yeah. that kind of nostalgia like you know like for like you know a dreamlike quality or like you know just someone older looking after you like I mean like all like teen like you know like older teen movies were i guess kind of at that time like you know around yeah that's you know, true yeah and it's like also like mentor you know the, the, it's also the same thing where it's like yeah it's like different generations right yeah. like i don't think a lot of generations now would think like watching movies about greasers would be cool yeah not <laughs> you know? at all yeah whereas like you know when we were younger that was sort of it was you know it's kind of punk rock it kind of falls in that yeah. same kind of that genre. was the allure of it yeah all, you know? Yeah, same thing, you know, as we'll talk later with Outsiders. I think that was like the huge, the biggest allure for me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That yeah. kind of idea. But yeah, with but with this, I, you know, you know, I should we do last thoughts on it? Uh, no, yeah, we didn't even talk about how beautiful this film looks. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things about this movie is how the black, how beautiful the black and white looks. And yes. Is, and, and how the camera is capturing all these like, you know, like photo-esque, like, you know, more photo esque than I guess cinematic sort of yeah with like the we're, time we're, lapse and stuff like that and like right like a lot of this stuff does 
feel very uh, more so like a, a still frame of a picture than a moving picture. Yeah. Except except for the beginning that I was talking about where it does feel like very fluid and everything. And like, but everything like, um, yeah, like all the scenes, you know, especially the scenes where Dennis Hopper shows up and it just kind of has the three of them in the frame. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does feel like, the, like someone's just taking pictures of this like messed up family. Yeah, and you can kind of just make up your own story if he saw this photograph. Yes, on, like, in yeah, a, yeah. In an art play, like, you know on display or something or in a book you know it's right. just like that, one of those that, things that, that's actually a really yeah that's that like, like a really good way to put it about like the that, filmmaking here that you could literally just have uh that the, especially the scene of them just the three of them right when they go meet him at the bar that he's at and they yeah. just sit in the booth if mm-hmm. you just had those photos those black and white photos yeah. up in an art gallery you would probably just make up you'd be like oh damn like there's like a hole you would be able to see Every relationship between the three of them, you know what I mean. You yeah. know who was the dad. You know who was the younger brother. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You'd see it all. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because that's what it feels like. It's not. It's not so. I guess it even says like in the description of uh, of Rumblefish uh-huh. in the Criterion uh, description, it says it's you know the less kind of. Um, I guess not accessible, but uh, less uh, it, of a German expression expressionism. No, but it, it says that it's uh, it's because uh, outsiders is more of I guess kind of a mainstream. It doesn't say mainstream, but it kind of mentions that it's like something else, where it's sort of uh, I want to say Spielbergy, but that's not well. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, like, it, like just outsiders more... is is the like I don't know, say almost the popcorn movie. Okay, you know, I guess then, that's like the way to then, put it. Yeah, yeah. And Rumblefish is it's one for one for that. Like you know, Outsiders was for the studio. Rumble Rumblefish was for me. And again, know? I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing. I'm just yeah. like it, I'm just saying that like that contrast, right? Like that yeah. difference that you sort of see that you that I feel like yeah, with like I can see in Rumblefish that he you know he did the Outsiders and he did it for the reasons that he did it, which we'll talk. Yeah. I think we'll get into later, and um with Rumblefish, I feel like he was like, Oh, I, I, I'm actually enjoying what this, uh, this author is doing. Cause he didn't hear about this author before, right. Before outsiders. Yeah. They would. Yeah. We'll get, yeah. We'll get into that story later. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, if, but for him to like, be like, Oh, okay. Now I can like Rumblefish feels like he's like, I know how to kind of interpret this more so than just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, worry about casting or worrying about, what they you know what i mean like it's just more so like i can really make uh the the themes kind of pop here without doing the dramatic scenes that like maybe the outsiders kind of needs you know what i mean to yeah. like put the th- those themes through you know what i'm saying yeah or like well, he not can, less of an artsy film like you know he's yeah has to like you know yeah yeah kind of has to like please the masses sort of with outsiders yeah and this one i mean it was i guess it i don't know i guess it i mean I don't know how popular the novel was of Rumblefish, but yeah, I I, I mean I can't I, I no. can't imagine it was. It's like because, always the outsiders, or whatever, yeah. You know, like, but yeah, the Rumblefish maybe like when he read that one, it spoke to him more, or he just like uh, liked the when they met when well, they met true. when he met S.E. Hinton, he probably just mm-hmm. you know, you know they what, had a good relationship. That probably that you know what that probably is more so I guess a true because they wrote this script both, together. Yeah, Rumblefish, and, but they're also both like. You know, yeah, based in like Tulsa, right? Which is where the Outsiders is based. Yeah, and she's from, I guess, or lives there too. Like, you know, she's from Tulsa. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma. And like I guess like this area. does kind of like, even in like, the, you know, Criterion is saying this. I don't want to feel like, I don't want anyone to think that this is my own mind thinking this, but they even say, which is, which makes sense that 
it feels very much like uh, uh, one of Francis Ford Coppola's later films, which is, which is Tetro, yeah. which is about his older brother, mm-hmm. which is about him kind of living in his older brother's shadow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, this obviously must have spoke more to Coppola. You're right. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that makes the that, outsiders, that, that does know? make sense that he would have. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it does feel more personal in, yeah. in behind the camera as opposed to just in front. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, whereas like sure. outsiders, again, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because he didn't film it that certain way, but you know what I mean? It, it doesn't feel as personal here than like the outsiders kind of, kind of feels like a director for hire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, com- uh, compared to this, I guess mm-hmm. not in general. You know what I mean? Does I that get, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Because yes. I want to make you know what I mean. Because I I don't want to like put down the outsiders before we start talking about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's not what I'm trying to do at okay. all. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I'm just like trying to say in terms of if if no one's ever seen Rumblefish and you've seen the Outsiders and you enjoy it, I think that maybe you know with a different perspective as you get older, you might see. It Rumblefish. might be a hard jump to go to. You know, like it might, might yes because you might be expecting something else and yes. you're gonna get totally something different, exactly like something yes. totally different from, right, right, right from rumblefish than you are the outsiders exactly and so it's it's just like to say that yeah it's like it is more of uh you know what we've been talking about than the outsiders yeah. so you know but they're both good you know they're yeah. both fantastic and that's what i think you know i think you had that question to me in the conversation episode where you're like well what is you know what does what is Francis Ford Coppola's style? I think that got answered in the Dracula episode. Yeah, for but, sure. But I think that's like, I think that's what, you know, it, it kind of gets answered every time, right? It just, he doesn't really have a style. He sort of, he just kind of knows how to kind of, you know, he, I think he knows how to navigate like, uh, I guess like novels, like, you know what I well, mean? Well, I guess, yeah. He's, he's I mean, good at like adapting I, Yeah, stuff. that's true. I just think he's like, obviously he's like a, you know, like a, a lover of a film as stupid as that might sound you know <laughs> well i would hope so but you know because this, this episode is, span, is sponsored by francis ford coppola wines <laughs> but you, you know what i mean like you can't cope get a coppola you can tell like who like likes like the classics and the art house oh and, sure like, you sure know, sure yeah, yeah. What no, no, they no, no. i get what you're saying yeah yeah and you know like and Coppola can like see that oh like I can can kind of do that style with this and I see that with this yeah you know? I, I would say that he's got a same thing with Scorsese right he has Scorsese has a very mixed bag but people don't yeah. really give him the credit for that they always just sort of see the gangster films right they're yeah, just like exactly. oh good films but he has a very mixed bag and I think that's the same thing with France Francis Ford Coppola yeah exactly he can pull because they all just love not only all kinds of film, but all kinds of literature and things like yeah, that. Exactly. So they're able to pull all that from like yeah. every which way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they, yeah. Yeah. And when they, yeah. I mean, when they read a novel, obviously they, they know like, Oh, I would like to see it in this way. Like, you know, and understand it, that it might be like, uh, you know, like, uh, what were they saying? Like, you know, uh, like Kurosawa or something or like, you know, right, or, right, right. or Fellini or like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, like even like, you know, Woody Allen does that too. Like where, He'll do like Ing- Bergman and, and Fellini and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, I'm just saying that they know what they want to do when they read a story or like can really like, you know, get it ingrained in them and feel something towards it. And that's what I mean, that's what Rumblefish feels like, you know, that it, like he's yeah, really feeling yeah. something, you mm-hmm. know, and like a time like like this is a great. It was just a beautiful looking film. And and it is I was going to kind of complain about a little bit for the dialogue or stuff like that but i mean that's i think it's that's this is not like a dialogue movie you know like it's supposed to be kind of like poet like 
poetic yeah, and, yeah. and not so much talking back and forth and exposition and stuff sure. like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's more like the feeling of it. Yeah. It's more like the like yeah, it's like, it's like the poetry of it. It's like yeah. the vibe of it. It's it's not you're not really supposed to I mean, obviously, you know, it some scenes matter when they're conversating to each yeah. other with a dialogue. But yeah, yeah, but for it's the most part that, it's, like, it's not that that's not the point. You yeah. you're literally just taking in the visuals, which yeah. is why it, I enjoyed it so much because the visuals really I think represented represented more so of what um yeah, exactly. you know what they were trying to say in the scene as opposed to and, you know, I didn't need to hear the dialogue. I just can see what was going well, on. Well exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. He's showing, not telling. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and yeah. That's what you're supposed to do in film. Like that's like one well, of the you know, not things. all the time. But you yeah. know, sometimes that works. And it always it always actually works more so when you're adapting a novel, right? Like yeah. a lot of people think you gotta put in every line from the novel and make them yeah. talk and say everything, but no, a lot of times if you just kind of show mm. and make it feel like you're just kind of reading yeah. and kind of like feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, we talked about drive drive my car. That kind of has the same idea, right? Like yeah. it's like a novel, but you you know, I didn't I've never read it. I've never read Rumblefish, but I do feel like I read it watching this film mm. because everything feels like you're flipping through a page. This is more visual, but it also is just you know, you you it's like that atmosphere, you know. It's like, it's a vibe. When you when you read a book, you're not like, yeah, I don't know. It's you're not like you're hearing the words, but it's not like in the same way when you watch a film and it's just like exposition and you just yeah, you're just uh, a camera's yeah, on one it's person making your mind yeah. go wild. Like more, yeah, like you mm-hmm. know when you read a book, your mind is just going off. You know, right. like yeah. you're thinking of things how it look, and you have this whole picture in your mind, and then this I mean this is giving you the picture, and the dialogue is like less you know of it because the visuals are 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 you know making your mind fire off of how like you know beautiful it looks and the feeling it gives you and like right you know, yeah yeah like how is everything's represented and stuff yeah <clears throat> rumble yeah. fish yeah. man I'm, I'm drunk off that couple of wine okay. i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you it's got me twisted <laughs> twist coppola would, would he do you think he would like take that as a as a commercial if like i did a thing where i'm just like oh like couple of wine when he can't cope Coppola wine no with that no all right i thought you were doing something with the twist no i could movie no you yeah. already said it yeah i guess <laughs> all, right. all right last thoughts yeah last thoughts all right my last thoughts on rumblefish is that uh everyone should go buy it this is a um uh, you know a director approved seal uh special edition yeah, I mean, this is just a fantastic film that is, you know, not only does it have that, like, nostalgia factor, if you might have, you know, maybe read the book when you were younger or maybe seen this back in the, you know, back in the 80s, yeah. but it also does, uh, it, it holds up in a really, like, it, you know, people, you know, they say the art film for teenagers, but I really do feel like it is an art film in a way that, yeah, sure, it might be for teenagers, but it's one of those, like, great gateway things, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, you can see it and be like, you know, you'll watch that film. You you can watch Rumblefish, and then that, that'll make you... Or if you saw one of those films, like Fellini or something, and then you didn't get it, and then you saw Rumblefish, and it made you, like, connect the dots. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or also just even seeing Rumblefish first, and then that, that makes you, you know, you're able to watch it, like, you know, like it's a German expression... Expression... Yeah. expression Film. expressionist <laughs> yeah yeah german expressionist film and like be able to just oh okay and take it in for the feeling of what it is so it's a great gateway film but it's also just a great 
you know, it's another great example of why Francis Ford Coppola is one of the greatest directors of all time. And a lot of people don't like to give him that because, you know, he he did The Godfather and stuff. And a lot of people like to think of those films as like, oh, those are just like the not cool films now to like think that are good. You I know? mean, is it? It isn't. It isn't. I don't know. I mean, like I, Godfather is always like highly regarded. right? I always. would hope so. I mean, you know, yeah. but you never know with these people nowadays. Yeah. I've been on film Twitter and these people are nuts. <laughs> But they they enjoy the offer more so than the Godfather. Right? No, they well they enjoy the the quiet uh, quiet place more than they enjoy oh, the Godfather. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. shit like that where they're just like, oh, actually, actually, Spider Man Three is actually really good. It's actually the better movie than Godfather. Yeah, shit or, like that. Yeah, people are like that nowadays, and they're silly, and they need to stop. But <laughs> that we can rumble fish anytime. Where you guys? I got I got an yeah. empty lot. You guys want? But fight? as usual, Criterion's always doing God's work. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, transfer. We watched it on uh, on my TV. It's wonderful. The special features are fantastic. Uh, Rumblefish is just a great film. It was really, uh, yeah, it was like one of those things where it, it's just nice to see Mickey Rourke just, you know, I mean, he's in a bad place now. <laughs> and it's nice to see that he's just, you, that, you know, back in the day he was just, he was killing it. He was yeah, a beautiful he was man. Like, yeah. And he just had that, again, he had that James Dean Marlon Brando quality. He was just like, damn, he can do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he just, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. What's that guy's name? What's uh, Buffalo 66 guy's name? Vincent Gallo. Gallo. I mean, Gallo's just ripping fucking uh, oh, Mickey sure. Rourke. You know, oh, just yeah, in yeah. every, All those every way. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or he's like exaggerating like Pacino mm. in like a lot of ways. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if Pacino really didn't care about anything, it wasn't yeah. trying to be an actor and just be an asshole for real. <laughs> that's Vincent Gallo, you know? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so this uh Rumblefish is uh this is a uh this is a five this is a five fish uh movie for me. Oh really? Wow. I'm giving it five fishes. Mm. I'd seen it before, but this is the first time I'd seen it in such a long time. Uh fantastic. Just beautiful. I recommend to everyone. Mondo, give me your last thoughts on it. Thank you for making me not making me, but you know, for for finally letting me get around to Rumblefish. What are your yeah. last thoughts? Oh yeah. I mean I mean, this is just a beautifully striking film, you know, like it could, you could just have this on like all day and just, you know, get lost in like the visuals, you know? You know, it should have been the real MySpace movie, not The Outsiders. They yeah, exactly. Been, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, no, maybe not. I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But yeah. OK, I'm trying to make an argument here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, just watch it for Matt Dillon, Matt, Mickey Rourke. Diane Lane, Nick, Nick, like all the actors, like, and this is crazy. Like, I mean, and we'll get into how, and the outsiders, like all the actors are, that are in that fucking outsiders. It's crazy. Like it, I, like I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, you can't like, you couldn't make this movie today. Sort of just because you don't know how these actors, like just because these actors, like, you know what they ended up being kind of, you know, and it's hard to say that now with like, the acting pool we have, you know, of oh, younger sure, people, sure. you know, yeah, yeah. We have Tilly Sh- Timothy Chalamet, maybe. <laughs> like that's like the only, or and then yeah, like most of the younger guys are already like older. Like I, yeah. I was thinking like, oh yeah, who would that be? It's just like, oh yeah, like Gosling, Ben Foster, yeah, like those are, are those guys, but they're already like, yeah, they're, yeah, these, they're like George uh, Clooney's age, you know, yeah, like you know what I mean, like they're already that, yeah, well, George Clooney's yeah, older. Matt right? but, Dillon you know. was super young and like still pretty young, yeah, like, yeah, not as young as in Over the Edge, but I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, another episode. Still, Check that out. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, watch Rumblefish. It's a beautiful film for for uh, you know motorcycle boys. Reigns. Yeah, do it for Johnny, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan. What I'm bringing to the cult today is the Outsiders. From Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> 1983. And uh, if you haven't seen The Outsiders, uh, this is a little synopsis from Letterboxd. They grew up on the outside of society. They weren't looking for a fight. They were looking for. They were looking to belong. Uh, when two poor greasers, Johnny and Pony Boy, are assaulted by a vicious gang, the Soches, and Johnny kills one of the attackers. Tension begins to mount between the two rival gangs, setting off a turbulent chain of events. Yep, too much Coppola wine. Ooh, yeah, they're dipping in it hard. But uh, the Outsiders is who's in it? Who's all yeah. about? Who's up in this? Who? who uh, there's what are these unknown stars? There's a whole <laughs> lot going on. <laughs> we have C. Thomas Owl as po- uh, Pony Boy Curtis, Howling at the Moon. Matt Dillon as Dallas Dally Winston. Yep. Uh, Ralph Macchio as Johnny uh, Johnny Cade, Patrick Swayze, R.I.P. Daryl Daryl Derry Curtis, Rob Lowe, Soda Pop Curtis, mm-hmm. Emilio Estevez as Keith Two Bit Matthews. That's right. Yeah, uh, a one Tom Cruise as Steve Randall, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn Withrow as Tim Shepard. We have. Uh, the Prodigy, Diane Lane, Sherry Cherry Valance, uh, Leif Garrett, R.I.P. Uh, another Prodigy, uh, Bob Sheldon, mm-hmm. as one of the socias, uh, Darren Dalton at Randy Anderson. Uh, yeah, you get it. The list goes uh, on. We have a Tom yeah. Waits in here as Buck Merle. Yeah. Where was that? Where was he? He's the guy who answers the door when they're looking for Dally, and they go to that bar. Uh, oh okay, gotcha, Pony gotcha, Boy gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. Johnny. Yeah, when they go, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sword work. Okay, yeah. it's like a really quick. He's yeah. in there for a quick second. Yeah. Flea is one of the socials apparently. Flea, yeah, really. He says social number three. Oh shit! And huh. then Sophia, uh, Sophia Coppola is a one a little girl in the film too. Mm-hmm. Again, another annoying little girl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, okay. The Outsiders. I mean, who didn't grow up on the Outsiders? If you're a man of a certain age. Yeah, man of a, a certain it's age. It's a MySpace movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's the biggest MySpace movie of them all. It's also again like you know we like to talk about these. We talked about this with uh, the Wanderers and the Wanderers and the the um, what was the Holy High? No, no, no. The the Who movie. Oh, Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia. Um, like we talked about that with with the, with that with that episode and that like um. Especially with like Clockwork Orange, there was like these like punk rock movies mm-hmm. when we were younger, yeah. and I feel like The Outsiders was just like one of those, right? Yeah, definitely. Even, like it just because they were greasers, it sort of fell into that, you know? Yeah, because greasers they were against kind of, these like society yes. kind of things. Yeah, society, yeah. Because like, yeah. if you were punk rock, you were against like socias, which kind of falls into like jocks in the. Yeah. you know what I mean? Jocks versus right, punks. even yeah, because like even though like I wasn't a greaser. I sort of like, I was like, oh, I, you know, but greasers are punks. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that sort of was the thing, you know, it falls mm-hmm. under the same, you know, rockabilly and all that. It's all, you know, yeah, that, psychobilly. That crazy umbrella. Yeah, that, that, that punks that, don't yeah, have. Yeah, that huge yeah. punk umbrella that everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that everyone breaks out when it's raining. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But, but, but uh, so I feel like that's uh, you know that's like the first right. Like that's the first uh, the, the first thing about this is, yeah. is the nostalgia factor. Yeah, right? definitely. And then also, I mean, it. I mean, the Outsiders. I feel it's fallen out of favor. I guess over the years. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, I mean, not like I mean, no, this, no, no, it's I, not I, one of those movies that like you know uh has just is sort of getting a little lost i guess not lost but i mean it's just forgotten you yeah know? It's, it's falling out on on the outside yeah <laughs> of, cine, of cinephiles yeah I, no I, I guess i i i understand what you're saying it is one of those things where i feel like um you know it again it was one of those big movies right it just was one of those films like it was one of your favorite movies yeah. when you were you know at when least in, in our age you know yeah. in our age range you know, it was like Pulp Fiction that, you know, we could sort of grasp on certain films. You yeah. know what I mean? And Outsiders was one of them. And yeah. also we're talking about the complete novel version, right. which came out in 2005. Which, uh, explain why it was made. Uh, oh, yeah. So he was, uh, Francis Ford Coppola was showing it to one of his niece's classes. Well, well, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> his niece, uh, Gia Coppola, who yeah. is now a filmmaker... Uh, she made uh, that movie Mainstream with Andrew Garfield. Did she do Palo Alto? Mm, yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. She wanted to show The Outsiders because her yeah, her class was huge fans of the book. Yeah, or whatever. And so he sort of knew that they knew the book inside and out. So he decided to make a full novel version, like yeah. add things in there that you know he yeah. felt that you know made made it seem like it was actual actually the novel. Yeah, you know. But why did he make the movie? Oh, gotcha. You. you know what I mean? So, like in general, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought that I. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, so I was, he no, made no, the I'm movie. He was he. Uh, the Outsiders was brought to his attention by a class uh, from Fresno, and they wrote they wrote uh, they wrote uh, Francis Ford Coppola a letter saying they wanted him to make the film ad- adaptation of this movie of yeah. this book. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know, because they loved the book so much and and. Yeah, he he read the book and I guess he liked it enough to make this film for these kids, and say, yeah, which is pretty wild, yeah. right? For a you know a pretty prolific director, yeah, to read a you know read a note from a teacher and some kids and be like, you know what, I'm gonna make this movie because yeah, I would have thrown that it. in the trash. <laughs> I would have read those little kids' signatures and I'd be like, oh, and I would have thrown it in the trash. I'm like, I got I gotta make Apocalypse now, you fools. Well. <laughs> Well, got, Coppola was drunk on wine at the time, so he, he decided yeah. yes. Yeah, he was probably coked out. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Not like I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying he was probably like doing a line. He was like, you know, let's do it for the fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, The Outsiders is one of the, it's just it's it's I a mean, classic. It's, one, Look, it's a let's, classic let's like it. gang film. You know, like where yes, you just feel yes. part of something where. You feel like obviously an outsider. I mean, well, we're going deep right here, but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, you feel like you know you're not you're part of something else and not uh, well, like I, socially I, acceptable. I, I guess I will say that um, with, with and that, that point and that, that you're gives making, you that like you know that vigor in you to it, be like that's okay. You know, it, it's also the idea of like like I was talking about before, but this is more. It's more so here. Um, I, I feel like like you're saying to to your point, the reason that like. A lot of like our generation, a lot of people, I feel like us and, you know, all, all different types of people can relate to it is because it has that idea that Essie Hinton sort of sort of has in both of these books, I guess, is that idea that you are 
this person who made you know you don't have the means and you are an outsider or whatever but you still mm-hmm. are you know you, you still have like a, a sense of like a poetry i guess too you, you read books you know you, you yeah. understand things mm-hmm. you're not just like where the other people around like the like certain characters don't read yeah. books or you're not a philistine do yeah you're not a philistine yeah. exactly yeah you you actually like care about things you're not yeah. just like a brute, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You you know you're you're not just all you know bronze and no brains. You yeah. are brains and bronze in yeah. in, a, in a way, you know. And a lot of those, a lot of her, uh, you know, sort of certain characters, not all of them, obviously, but certain characters have that. And yeah. I feel like a lot of us, you know, can sort of like relate to that in a way. Like it's also well, yeah. like well, especially it's, it's not... like Pony Boy and Johnny, they feel like outsiders even sort of with their own group that's why they mm-hmm. gravitate towards each other tr- each other so much is because they can kind of right. relate you know uh pony boy is a little smarter but uh, johnny is just like you know like is uh, i guess a little more sensitive as pony boy is you know yes, he's, and he's these sensitive. guys are more brooding kind of like right you know, and, and i feel like guys a, and i feel like johnny johnny boy would be more so like pony boy if he had the mean suit but yeah exactly. he goes home to nothing yeah whereas you know pony boy goes home to his brothers which is you know he doesn't really have much but at least his brothers are yeah. trying to give him and his something. parents seem like they were good people too i mean you know right yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know like raise these guys but they're just well like he said he's when he says that his dad was an interesting guy right because yeah. of the way that he names them pony yeah, boys exactly. soda pop yeah. you know what i mean so i'm sure that they were probably kind of not these like uh you know mechanics you know not say that that's bad but you know what i mean like these kind of blue collar well they kind of, kind of like, they were blue collar because of where they lived and stuff well, but like but they were more so in that in that sense of what yeah. i'm talking about like you, you can be blue collar and also like yeah you know enjoy and be arts interested and, and, in yes. like other things yeah, besides right. you know just yeah family and and working all the time yeah you know? exactly yeah just, you know yeah and you don't need to just have a comfort you can go into like a workspace and just, you know it's like that idea of like you know you know us being in, in the environment that we live in it's like some places you go into, like, people just want to be like, oh, what's up? You think she's, like, she's got a big ass or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people don't want to talk to you like a regular person. Yeah, and it's it, just really that. Yeah, it's that. And a, and a lot of people don't know how to, like, go in between those worlds, I guess. It's, like, hard to. Whereas, yeah. like, I think we've grown up in a place that we, like, kind of know how. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's, it's not exactly the same. You know what I mean? But yeah. that is that, right? Like, it's, like, Ponyboy can talk to the socias and he can talk to the greasers. He can talk well, to both. Well, if the socials want to talk to him, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah if they if they give him the, a chance to, but he can though, right? Like he, he comes off to them as like a smart, intelligent person. They don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, even his brother, uh, uh, was it uh, Patrick Swayze? Uh, was Derry? Derry, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How they say like the only thing between him and being a social is his economic class, sort of. You know? Well, they yeah they say it's us, yeah. which is I guess that's pretty much what that means, yeah. right? It's because he was born in that. He was born yeah. in that. Like, he literally is a jock. He is yeah. someone who would, like... Yeah, he does. And that's why I think, like, that's where that anger comes from, right? He doesn't want to be that. He doesn't yeah. like any of but that. But, like, how you're saying, he knows how to, like, uh, you know, go between yes. both yeah, worlds, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. can be in person, a regular person, both of these, right. uh, uh, you know, the socials and, and the greasers. Where it's like you have someone, like, 2-Bit... <clears throat> You know, who's just like anywhere he goes, he's just gonna be that greaser guy. And yeah, he's just that gonna, loud mouth. Yes. Like you know, like right. Yeah, just being that kind of or drunk. Like you well, know. you know, like you know, some people know, like you know, where it's like you know, you go a certain place, you don't have to be that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It, it's not necessary. You can just be a person. You can talk to people, like whatever. And yeah, I feel like. 
Pony Boy is would be he would be able to do that. He can like grow into that, right? Yeah. Or like a lot of them can't really. And like you said, like um, uh, the older brother Patrick Swayze can do that as well because yeah. he is sort of on the on the verge of that. You know, he wants to be a jock, but he just doesn't have the money to be the. Well, cool yeah, guy. now that yeah. like their parents are dead, he has to take over. So right, uh, you had to like give up a, a father bunch of figure. Shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Like just like uh, Soda Pop, like you know, he's like. Uh, well, yeah, he has he quits school because you know they need money, so he just it's just gonna work or whatever. But that's besides the point. But yeah, that's like one of the aspects of the outsiders. That's why I feel like it's like one of those movies that like you know should be a little more like celebrated again, you know, uh, because it it brings those kind of like social kind of constructs to you as a teenager, like you know, because it was written by a teenager, and like the fact that S. E. Hinton wrote this as like a 16 year old you know yeah it's pretty amazing you know and it being yeah. like, and it being a book that is just like you know beloved and you know the school system for some reason you know too and then and francis ford coppola making the movie you know like it's like that's what i also like about the film is that it's not you know it's not a perfect movie or anything like that but it does show that it does feel like like a 16 year old wrote this and like it's coming from like a real place you know not i mean maybe not francis ford coppola's like you know heart but the the all the actors and the you know like and the and the script and all that and just the way the movie is it does give that nostalgic feeling that you look back on your younger years and can kind of like decipher like you know like like one of the things is gone with the wind you know that's like it's like making it like making your teenage years and this like kind of like a uh, like situation of like the greasers and socias like this really like like uh you know nostalgic and like kind of like beautiful thing like you know like how sort of gone with the wind is you know like is it's gone like with the it's, wind about nazis it's about the war like it's the about first a war, war right? the first world the war first world war okay yeah you know so it's like that like yeah, it's, yeah. you know it has that weird juxtaposition of like you know like yeah yeah like, for sure. beauty and like no no and, I, I, and, yeah yeah no no i, and, I see that like uh and that, like that, this and war you know comparison like yeah, you yeah. know side by side and that's what that's what the outsiders feels like you know sure for, yeah, like, yeah, a, for sure a, a new generation no no <laughs> yeah like, as, as silly as that sounds yes <laughs> yeah. as you you as silly as we look yeah. <laughs> you can't see us but as silly as we look saying that yeah <laughs> you know like so it's for like sure. it's one of those things where it just like you know it it gets to a uh, certain you know different people on a in like a different decade and a different society now like it's not like we're not in gone with the wind anymore but it's easy to romanticize that looking back well you I, know and it's yeah, easy yeah. to romanticize these teenage years and like these like things where you just feel pigeonholed and like you know like you can't get out of it I, like I, how I, how johnny how johnny feels like you no, know he's no, like I, he I, never left the, like where they lived until they went to go hide in that sure church, yeah you know? no i will say that it does one thing really 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 fantastic the outsiders really captures and like i i, I mean i don't know maybe maybe it's just me but i feel like it really captures that idea of being like young like in not knowing what you know what i'm saying yeah. like like that idea of just like yeah i don't know like you you have that um, you look up to certain people. Yeah. There, there are certain friends in your life that you really, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I think like one of the greatest things about it, and I think it's like it's funny because it is very much like a tough kind of masculine movie, 
but it sort of like kind of goes over that with like the way that they are with each other yeah like i really enjoy that because i I feel like that's kind of like i really do i feel like it's funny i i feel like this movie did kind of like um what is it like in like informed me as a kid you know when Uh i watched it and that way when i was just like oh yeah like it's not like it it wouldn't be that big of a deal if you need to like like, you know, in the way that, like, Soda Pop is just, like, tells, like, Pony Boy, oh, you're cold? He's like, yeah, a little bit. And he turns over and just, like, hugs him. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of, like, men, when they watch that, like, in The Outsiders, they probably didn't see that as, like, a like a, a, a thing where they're like, oh, that's good. You know, in the, like, yeah. the dumb kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, in a sort of jockey kind of yes, brooding way. Yes, where, yeah, where they saw saying. it as, like, oh, that's, like, um, it's, like, uh, it, ve- it feels very much like this, uh, which, you know, and again, it doesn't need to feel like this for it to be okay, but I'm saying, like, it feels very much like this, like, primal, like, this is how we take care of each other, right? Yeah. Like, we're a bunch of dudes, and we're cold. We have to, like, hug and e- each other to keep each other warm. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, and I that- would say, like, okay, so that scene, like you're saying, like, it makes me think of, like, maybe a Western, you know? Where mm-hmm. it is that like survival thing where exactly, you do have to sleep exactly. out in the desert. I would say yes, exactly. You know, and yes. you know, and and westerns are like you know like those are masculine those kind of are, like movies. Yes, those are like the but, manly. You know yes, when yeah. it gets down to brass tacks and like you know that's what sur- Sam Elliott thinks is the most manly <laughs> movies ever. You know, it's like a survival thing. Yeah, you're gonna bundle up next to each other to be warm. You know, or even just I mean, just the way that they are with each other constantly. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even like yeah, the way that like Pony Boy and Johnny are with each other, they just like lay on each other all the time. Yeah, their heads are always on each other's shoulders Mm -hmm. when they talk to you. You know what I mean? And I feel like I never, you know, like it really. I never saw that as like, you know, I wasn't watching that as a kid and feeling uncomfortable. Like, oh, that that feels like, uh, uh. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. yeah, it felt very much, it felt like, oh, yeah, that's what, you know, that's what yeah. should, that's what dude should do. Yeah. Why not? You yeah, know what brothers, I mean? like, yeah, what, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, you, you know each other. They're like, family, yeah, they're Yeah, gang, that's what you know? it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, it, it <laughs> is just to keep each other comfortable. Like, that's what, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's what I'm, that's what's great. And that's what's great that to realize, because again, I'll be the ignorant guy here and say that. I didn't know it was written by a woman. A woman. A woman. A woman. I didn't know. Oh, uh, a women. I didn't know it was by a woman. <laughs> the well, species, Jordan, the it species, was written by a woman. The species called a woman. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't really. I didn't realize. That. You didn't? That's no, no. So crazy. Yeah, I did not. But I guess that's what it's for, right? That's why the initials are S E yeah. because she's like oh, stupid men like yeah, you. Yeah, because dumbass <laughs> men like me would, would read it and be like, oh, no wonder they're hugging each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta ring a gang movie by a woman. But, no, no, no. But I think that's like fantastic. It brings that, a total, totally yes, different perspective. Perspective to it, you know? of, but but not and not even that. It's like, oh, that's not even a a real one because that is a real one. Yeah. And because I feel like that's like a real thing. Like that's I feel like that's more masculine than not doing that. Right. Like mm-hmm. you just comforting your like you know the outsiders. Like that's like a gang. Like they are like. They yeah, are who I mean, they are. You know what I mean? Like well, they, yeah, they, they have to boy, survive on each other and not in like a in a <laughs> stupid way. Like they really have to like survive off each other. They're yeah. living in squalor. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Ponyboy and Johnny do that too. They yeah. like they bundle yeah, up. Yeah, they next keep to each, each other, other warm all the time. You know? Like yeah. they and keep each other company because Johnny has a bad home, you know, and right. he can't like yeah, yeah. even though they should have just went to Ponyboy's house, they would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> you should have just slept over there. Yeah, yeah instead of staying. It's like, oh, we'll stay yeah. here, and then we'll go yeah, to my yeah. house if it's like, you know, yeah. that should have been the first Yeah, thing. but then I'll just go to my house and get yelled at and yeah. come back and wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's a boy's well, life. But, yeah, there'd know? be no story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There would be but no that, killing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I 
I think, and one of the, this movie is just as beautiful, like in its own way, too. Like I think, uh, I'm just I, like, like to, you know, real so, quick to my point, yeah. I'm just saying, like, screw all that, like lame ass, like masculinity bullshit. Oh yeah, I'm glad sure. that this sort of like, you know what I mean. But it mm-hmm. also is that with a lot of different things, right? Like, because I, I feel like this goes up there with like the Warriors and shit like that, right? Yeah, it's one of the it's those gang movies, those yeah. classic gang movies. But this and one this has one that has idea like of that like, more heart kind of because yeah. it's from a female perspective, right? A, a, a woman's perspective, you know? Right. Yeah. And it just gives that other kind of umph, just like how how uh, Rumblefish feels, you know? Oh right, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's not just like some kid jerking off. It's like, you know, feel like, you know, it's like feeling things from other which people. Which is what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is what you hoped was. That's why you purchased yeah. it, which is why we all purchased it. But it yeah. didn't. Matt, yeah. Yeah. They said Teenage Art House, <laughs> and that was not Teenage Art House. I thought Teenage Fart House, but it was, yeah, it wasn't any of that. Yeah. Sorry. I Okay. You were saying something. But yeah, I, I mean, just like the way this film is, movie is filmed too, like it just gives that, you know, like. It's that, like, you know, like, it gives that Gone with the Wind film movie, like, you know, mm-hmm. where, like, the sun, like, this, like, it's always, like, a golden hour, or, like, sure, you know, the yeah, sun yeah. is always just mm-hmm. setting. Just, like, in, like, you know, it's, like, uh, that classic well, shot, too, from Badlands, you know? It feels like, you know, like... Oh, right, know, right. Where they're just uh-huh. hanging out like in the, the silhouette. silhouette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gone well, with the Wind has that, too. Like, no, you're right, because it, it, even with them, like, it, all the rumbles, like, feel very, like, uh, like big you know what i mean there's like a fountain yeah. fountain yeah. in the middle of that park there, there would never be a fountain in a park in that neighborhood yeah exactly. you know what i mean like and that, that, yeah so it's it does feel all everything does feel very like big like that which mm-hmm. i think is you know obviously yeah because so i you know like i was saying earlier i was trying to say that he didn't make like uh certain choices and outsiders he sort of just made it kind of like a you know popcorn movie yeah but i think now that you're talking about that in terms of that, I think there really is those choices. I was just seeing them as a popcorn movie. But yeah. those choices are for that, right? It is for those big, like, Gone with the Wind films. It's supposed yeah. to make you feel like this is like that that kind of this, like... This, like, epic kind of, like, oh, story. You right, know? right. It's it's not supposed to... Like, I, I do feel like he... Like, when he even talks about, you know, talking to his father about making the score, it was more like, make it like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, you know? Make it feel like this right. like old, like, kind of thing. Which is what it What's does... What's the no, new one, the complete novel version, like, yeah, totally they, disregards. Yeah, yeah. Which he says, yeah, yeah. He, he thought that it didn't really work. Yeah. You know what I mean? He added, like, more rock and roll stuff that he couldn't afford. Yeah a bunch of elvis songs yeah and like, like I, I would say like uh maybe like 60 elvis songs yeah every for second. every for every movement every <laughs> yeah yeah every time pony boy makes it shakes his ass there's an elvis song <laughs> just get ready for that but i think that it that like that does work now that i'm like really kind of like realizing what i'm talking about yeah know? looking at rumblefish then looking at the outsiders and be like oh yeah like I was like sort of being what I don't like other people doing is sort of underestimating Francis Ford Coppola and be like, Oh yeah. What, what, what is he doing here? What, yeah. what why do you do? Well, you just yeah. did this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think he really did have something to say in that sense that it really was like this kind of gone with the wind, but with these teenagers and that like idea of like that, I, I think right, right, Gone with the Wind is about like war and like a loss of innocence. I feel like, yeah. and this is sort of like the same thing, right? It's like that transition into that, right? Like Johnny is like, uh, 
their sacrifice of like all their like innocence right like all yeah. everything that they're like they're all down to like stab someone and kill someone sure until that happened right until that happened johnny boy like died you know what i mean like he killed yeah. someone he died and they're it just it just becomes yeah like, oh. and and also too it's, it's that thing also they don't make johnny he didn't die for nothing you know like where it could have been that too you know mm-hmm. Like he saved those kids out of the church, you know, because he thought his life was let. You know, it's like, yeah, well, again, it's like and, and it's like he's in his own war, well, and like he would do that, like if well, he was in yeah, the trenches or yes, something. And again, know? that's them again, like saving their their childhood in the same the yeah. same way as like stay gold, don't like, yeah, you know, trying don't, to keep that. Don't use your childhood. Like yeah. it's them saving their childhood before you know him, yeah. basically handing, you know, Pony Boy, and yeah. Dally their childhood and be like, don't. You know what I mean? Stay yeah. gold. Here's me. You know, I'm going to stay here in this burning church. Here are these here's these kids here like, you know what I mean? Like literally. Yeah. Like Well, it's well when like uh, I'll sacrifice when Pony Boy tells him that, he's like nothing gold can stay. Right. And yeah. Johnny is saying stay gold, you know? Right. Like yeah, yeah. it's that whole mm-hmm. yeah, it's that whole thing. Like, yeah. You know? And yeah, and, and, and Delly can't handle it. Uh, uh Matt Dillon can't handle yeah. it because he he wants to be good like them, right? Like he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he really does. Like that's why he like mentors them. That's why he's around them. That's why yeah, he, he, you he know has them I mean? under his wing for yeah. sure. You know, like he. That's why he sent them to where they. You know what I mean? Like I feel like any anybody else would have yeah. gone and woke him up. He would have been pissed. Yeah. But he let them in because he knows it's Johnny and Pony Boy, and he doesn't want them to turn into him. Yeah. Like and that, that, how you talked about like when yeah, you like said, I was gonna say like when we we're watching that scene yeah. when. Uh, you know, like uh, Dallas is like you know the unhinged guy too. Yeah, like, yeah. he's just all over he's the like place. He's gonna to fight, hit, willing to kill. Someone. Yeah, he wants yeah. to fight. He wants to hit on like these chicks or whatever, and just like you know, be like a scuzzy kind of dude. But in that moment when you know uh, Pony Boy and Johnny are in trouble because Pony uh, Johnny kills one of the socias. Yeah, Leaf Garrett. Thank yeah, God. like, <laughs> and they go and they go to uh, Dally. Like he's like totally sensible in that in that moment yeah. you know mm-hmm. like he like okay guys he, he like has the plan and what for what them for that for for them to do you know and they're like scared and like they don't they're like you know like they're like you know they're unhinged but not in the way that dallas is that like right. you know they're right, just right. like yeah, all yeah. over the place but you know like dallas knows how to keep their like composure and like you know just calm down like and he figures that out and that's like that's such like i don't i don't think i ever really noticed that part before like where he is that and that mm-hmm. that says a lot about his character too but yeah, I mean, it yeah, always has because he always cared so much for johnny too at the same time you know yeah, he wants. but but i would say that you know for me like watching it at a younger younger age it was more so like the scene where he's like we do it for johnny man yeah exactly. that was more so oh dally loves johnny but that was more so like a, you know and that same idea when you're young and like some guy that you don't know says that for you that's and you're just like oh he's my friend yeah but he's not really because he's just like doing shit to you on Mm -hmm. the side but now like you know what i mean like seeing those other scenes and really like kind of realizing like oh yeah like he he really wanted to be that like he doesn't want to be like the trash you know quote yeah but he he just is is, you know but he he just just is he wants to be that like you know what i mean like he wants like well he's when he says when he tells him like you're an idiot I wouldn't have ran in there and saved those kids. He would have. Yeah, he absolutely would have. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he. Well, he, that's what he's know. doing for Johnny and Pony Boy. Exactly. He's making. The, he's trying to help them stay gold. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he wants them to keep that. And there's always, there always is that kind of like, uh, you know, like mentorship in these kind of like, 
and groups. You know, like you don't want these ones to fall by the wayside because you sure. are. Sure. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you are. You like. You know. You are the way you are because of what happened and everything. But you see these. Uh, you see light in these. Other, you know. You see the gold in these other people. These yeah, younger yeah. people. And you yeah. want to keep them that way. And the same that we're talking about, like he <laughs> yeah. he sees that, like yeah, you guys are like smart. Like you yeah. read books and you do things. Like you're mm. not. You know what I mean? Like. You're not just here to like rumble and fight yeah. and do stupid shit. Yeah, you, know you don't I mean? you don't want them to fall in the same traps that yeah. you're falling that you already fell into. Yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, I mean Well, what about those performances, Wanda? What did these young lads, these young well, strappy I mean, yeah, these young lads who I, have never been Obviously in, Matt Dillon was just, you know, off the off the hinges. Well, he'd this. already been. We'd already. Well, I mean, we we talked about a movie he was off the hinges in fucking. Uh, but he's still good, dude. Oh, it's of just, course, of course. I'm not even talking about Rumblefish. I'm talking about uh. Yeah, over the edge. Over the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean, this one he's like comedic timing, all that stuff. I mean, Matt Dillon like is obviously like. That's why he's in Rumblefish, you know, because he like stole the show in The Outsiders. Oh yeah, you know, and Ralph Macho's good. I mean. Honestly, he might be better in the Karate Kid, but you know. Yeah, he's probably better in the Karate Kid, but you know, I, I do think that he does give like a lot to uh, Johnny in terms of like you know you have that like sense. He of, also is the only one with an accent too, you know. Uh, they all go in and out of them. They go in. <laughs> but out uh, of I think Johnny stays with his more so than. Well, anything. Patrick Swayze has one. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he sounds like just Patrick Swayze. No, I um, uh, also Emilio Estevez has one every now and then. I would yeah, say that's like a. Southern. I would say that is a fantastic performance. Let's just <laughs> yeah. give Emilio Estevez his due here, and and I'm not saying that he's not good and stuff. Yeah, I will not say that because I mean Gordon Bombay. Come on, yeah, it's a great performance. Repo Man, I mean Repo Man as well. Hell yeah! But I'm saying here though. <laughs> It's such it's it's like one of those things where you're just like oh yeah like I know that guy yeah he's <laughs> like, like, I, I know a two bit like I've seen a two bit before mm. like I've met that guy before you I don't want to I mean? see a two bit again <laughs> yeah I don't want to I don't want to hang out with him but yeah. I've not you know what I mean but at the same time you do want a two bit on your side yeah. when things go down but yeah that performance <laughs> is great I mean uh what uh, I mean C Thomas Howell I would say is, is perfect for what he has he's to no do. He's no soul man in this but I mean <laughs> he's not I mean you know he's not going to win any awards or anything yeah. but he certainly is doing what we need for Pony Boy, right? And yeah, it, just it, this innocent kind of yeah, like, you know, yeah. like a little brother type, you know. Yeah, and he very he very much feels like a little brother type, like extremely yeah. like a little fucking yeah. brother, like an annoying ass little yeah. brother. <laughs> and then you have Rob Lowe just kind of coasting off his looks, you know. Yeah, exactly. They don't uh, give for much Rob Lowe. They don't well, give much in, for in Rob the, Lowe to you do. You know, in the complete novel, he sort of has a few more yeah. kind of big scenes, but yeah, for yeah. the most part, he's just yeah, he's just kind of there. And then yeah, uh, Diane Lane is great too. Diane She's Lane like, is great. She's great in both of the films. Yeah. Um, I don't think we really talked about her too much in Rumblefish yeah. and her performance, but I will say that they're very different, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Right. Because she sort of kind of is playing the same character but not really yeah i guess you know what i mean it's just like that you know it's sort of like the 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 girl who's not really involved in that life and like the greaser life and like the you know in rumblefish and in this one but i i do really feel like she gave like really two solid like performances that are you know completely different from each other you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and i mean you see that more in i don't know i mean you just see it in the outsiders a lot because oh sure 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 she yeah she gets like, more to do <laughs> yeah yeah she does like she's just not playing just a girlfriend or something yeah you know? yeah yeah for sure yeah and she like you know she is torn between like 
the two sides you know she could like you know she could be friendly with them but she also is, has that pettiness of like oh she can't be seen with like mm. you know, greasers and stuff like that you know because she is a higher on society's like whatever yeah she's hell. got her own uh fucking stingray right or yeah. her own own car yeah yeah like yeah that's um that's like a pretty crazy thing to like think about because I, you know, I don't know. I, you, you know, I don't think we've ever experienced that, but that's like such a funny thing where someone's just like, Oh, well I'm rich. And I think you're a really cool person, but I can't say hi to you because you don't make any money. You know, it's uh, like a, I mean, I just don't think we've had the opportunity to feel, that. I, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, like th- no, one, no one rich has liked us. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. We don't even, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like most rich people have never like, you know, yeah. So we don't even get that opportunity. Yeah, for them I guess to so. Two sides. They've already chosen. Yeah. Diane Lane, not. where you at? Yeah. Am I cool or not? Are you going to say what's up to me in the halls or not? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, okay. Outsiders, the nostalgia factor. Besides all that, Mondo, why should I let something? I mean, Rumblefish is already in here. Yeah, it is. What and I mean, about I this? think this is a great companion for. It would like you know to be side by side with Rumblefish in the Criterion Collection because it does have you know the theatrical cut version too, and we got the complete novel like years later. Like no one was even thinking about that, you know. Like that's like no, not even was. Yeah. that was not on anyone's radar. We we're fine with the the outsiders we got, mm-hmm. but it's nice to get that other cut, like you know something that Criterion would do and preserve and really get you know like uh people's attention back to the film and stuff like that and just the fact that you know it is like written by a 16 year old you know and it's like and it, and it does speak to like a very american audience even though there's gangs and stuff like all over obviously you know but i mean like in quadrophenia there's like you know there's that gang movie that felt like you know we did with the wanderers you know and yeah. this captures something else that the wanderers doesn't it's like a little more suburban not so city and like stuff like that even with Cooley high like you know they're not particularly a gang but they still kind of deal with stuff around that yeah and this kind of brings like that real you know kind of like you know that real divide between everything and i think it should you know like that shows like you know like things like it shows that divide that like you know like it's sort of black and white but you know these people are fighting the black and white you know like and there's more to there's more gray area to everything than they want to believe especially when you're that age you know like a younger person and i think that really shows that and francis ford coppola does like you know i know he he really puts effort in i mean not that i'm not saying that he, he doesn't usually but i mean you can really see like he was going for something with the outsiders and with rumblefish and they, I, that's why i think they should be like nice companions with one another and that the fact that he did it you know it's the same director doing this person's uh novels you know yeah in two very different ways yeah and um, with the same center of cinematographer too so it's not yeah. like you know you could see what they can do and it's a nice like you know yeah for sure i mean again I, the outsiders is just one of those movies that i you know there's no way not to like it you know i don't think i'll ever grow out of it because it's just yeah again it's just like that nostalgia factor of like i know like that you know i don't know that lifestyle but i you know you just sort of know that those people and you just kind of have that like you know you know i don't know there's a certain kind of 
subcultures you just know that kind of like thing that's going yeah. on but i will say does it belong in the criterion collection does it belong in here mm. <sighs> rumble fish is in there is there room for the outsiders i don't know dick oh <laughs> But I will say that, of course, of course, it belongs in the goddamn Also, this cast is collection. just insane as well. You no, know? I, I will say that... The, I, that's, it captures a certain time it's of what, the That's 80s, one you know? of the reasons why it should be preserved, because it literally is like... like yeah, it's like it's like lightning in a bottle yeah. in terms of that like casting, right? Like you, I mean, you know, there might be some things that happen every now and then where like you'll watch like... Uh, damn, I was trying to think of something. Oh, well, there's probably nothing, but... Maybe something nowadays where maybe you'll watch something like, oh, there was like three people in that yeah. that will go on to be stars. But here there's like literally yeah, is this everybody. Like Pre-Saint Saint Elmo's Fire? You what know? has to be. I imagine because it, it's before they were anything. Any of them were anything besides uh, uh, who's the uh, kid. Yeah, was Patrick Swayze even anything at that time? No, I don't right? think so. Yeah, no. Until Red Dawn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't even know. Who would have been? Yeah, Elmo's thing? Fires came out. Saint Elmo's Fire came out in '85. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> most of them were like nothing. Yeah. So yeah, to to preserve it for that reason, to like make sure to be like, oh yeah, this is like a again lightning in the bottle casting. There's like nothing that happens like that anymore. Yeah. Maybe like people think that there like it happens, and then it does. Maybe two people go from that. But yeah, this is just one of those crazy movies that like, oh yeah. Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, uh, C. Thomas Howell. I mean, uh, <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Macho didn't become anything until Cobra Kai started again. Well, know? I mean, he was a karate kid, yeah. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Matt yeah. Dillon, you know, like all these people. Yeah. All right. Well, Mondo, I'll let it in. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to let it be an outsider anymore. <laughs> it's in. It's on <laughs> no, the no. inside. Yeah. I, I was gonna let it in no matter what because again it's it's one of my oh, favorite wow. movies I you know I I wouldn't say of all time yeah of all time fucking fucking a uh, I yeah. just um it, it just goes smoothly it, it's like one of those you know it goes down so smooth yeah it's such a good film uh should we do last thoughts or do you got any more you want to say yeah about I mean just I mean this is like one of those movies that can be talked to, and I mean I think it should be talked about a little bit more like you know. Just from like more of a like you know like a an academic kind of like cinephile level yeah of like things, we just you know? did yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know like because it is like yeah like the casting is like yeah lightning in a bottle like once of a lifetime kind of thing you know where you have all these actors you know and you know it's not like until people get kind of famous that they like you know do those kind of things this is just like oh yeah they're just trying to find people for the part you know? yeah like, yeah. <clears throat> And that says a lot about this film too, but yeah, I mean, don't let the outsiders die. I'll just say really quick that I will say that it is also one of those things that like, you know, I never really thought about this way, Mm -hmm. but watching it now, it's just like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's that idea of like, same thing with Rumblefish. It's that idea of if you, you keep these fish like this. You keep them in these separate ways. You keep yeah. them in these sort of like in the ghettos, in the, you know, and make them seem like they're against each other. They're going to fight each other. Yeah. They'll even fight their own reflection. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's pretty much what they're all doing, right? Yeah. Like that's pretty much what they're doing in The Outsiders. They're just like, 
they all want to be each other in a way, but they hate each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no they don't room for be them poor. to grow. In yeah, this. like no, no one, like none of the greasers want to be poor. That's yeah. what they have to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And none of the socias want to be like, like they they don't want to have to beat up on the poor people. But that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously they want to be <laughs> socias. You know, I I will say that I don't think the socias really get any kind of like uh, redemption. Sort of. I mean, like. Well, I will say one of them does, right? The one guy. Oh, the one. Yeah, talks yeah, the, to him, yeah. the one who's yeah. like cool about it. I would say that like yeah, that. The true. one. The, I would say the the one who says like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a grease. Yeah, you're a person or whatever yeah. he says. You know? Yeah, that, I, yeah, I forgot about that scene. You're right. Yeah, yeah. so there's like yeah, that. That little. Yeah. So I would say like that's what I'm saying. Like they he like because he even says because he even even he's still a dick about it, right? He yeah. still says like it doesn't matter if you win. You're still poor, yeah, and we're still this. We're still the ones who have all the. the and then privilege. he does testify, you know, like yeah, yeah. this guy, you know, like, yeah, but because that's what I'm saying. Like to them, they're just like, well, yeah, like I guess we do have all the stuff, but like, I mean, what? Like yeah. we got to fight you guys all the time. You know, there's mm-hmm. certain ones who think that, and there's like certain greasers who are like, well, I just have to fight you because I'm poor, and you guys yeah. fuck with me when I walk home. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like a really good like look at that idea right of like you know none of we're all just literally there's like a bigger power it doesn't really talk about that in the films yeah but there's obviously a bigger power that's putting us all in a fish tank trying to make us fight each other Uh, you're gonna say that pink floyd song uh i don't know i can't i don't remember the lyrics right uh, now but yeah which one (laughs) i don't know whatever you'll know okay something about a fishbowl yeah Oh, okay. Wish you were here. Yeah. Is it that one? I don't know. Yeah, something about a fishbowl. Yeah, I think so. But no, no, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. trying to make us fight each other because yeah. that's what keeps us where we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the outsiders and Robofish are really good representations of that where, like, where if you go to like high schools and stuff like that, most kids are like acting like that still, mm-hmm. right? It's just like who's dressed, who, you know, who has the most expensive stuff, who's poor. And there's no reason for that. They should all band together. Who has more followers on TikTok? Yeah, they should shit, all. Yeah. All those kids should just band together and just fucking take over the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. a stage of walkout. Yes, yeah, like stop fighting each other. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. greases, socias. What everyone we should do against come the together. powers that be. That's what I'm saying, and that's yeah. we all. Everyone come together. Don't worry about greasers, socias. You know, rumbles, fish, whatever. <laughs> Mickey, Rorix. You all come together. And we just got to stop the powers that be that are keeping us down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Outsiders is in. Oh. I'll let it in. That's two votes yeah. in. <laughs> uh, Rumblefish. I, I, you know, I would say, yeah. please, uh, anyone listening to this. I mean, go uh, watch these movies again. Yeah, like, check if them you out. haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, and, and if you haven't seen uh, The Outsiders, uh, the full novel, uh, the whole novel, right? What the, is complete novel. the complete novel. The complete novel. The half novel. One of those. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you haven't seen that, uh, if you can check it out, I would say mm-hmm. check that out. It, it's got a little more Tom Cruise, you know. Yeah. Hey, he does his own stunts in this one too. <laughs> he does a lot of flips. He does a lot of you know dragging over long cars. So I would say check it out. But yeah, I mean, part of this podcast is to rewatch these movies and see more on the Criterion Collection. And uh, Rumblefish and Outsiders did not disappoint. That's, no, it didn't. You know. it, it, I, I would say that again. Like you said, the point of this podcast is to watch these films and kind of have like a newer perspective of them. Yeah. And Outsiders, like, yeah, yeah it's like a completely different kind yeah. of like look at it. Whereas, like, I was ready to be like, ah, yeah, why do you film it like this? Why do you film it like this? And then when you brought up the whole Gone with the Wind thing, which is super obvious and yeah. that I should have noticed. <laughs> 
But I was just like, oh, like duh. He was trying mm-hmm. to make it this. I was I was just thinking like, ah, Francis Ford Coppola didn't give a shit. He got the letters <laughs> like, yeah, kids, I'll I'll, yeah, I'll film this. Yeah. Let me just make it like a you know like a big Hollywood movie so you guys will like it. You know. But yeah. I do feel like yeah, like knowing that now, I'm like, oh yeah, he tried to make it like a bigger story. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Uh, duh. So check it out. Who directed Gone with the Wind? Uh, Sophia Coppola. <laughs> Well, anyway. Oh, Victor Fleming. There's like two directors. Yeah, there's like three, yeah. I think. Sam Wood, George Cukor. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <clears throat> yeah, not a single one was Francis Ford Coppola, so that's <laughs> not the point. But I will say that uh, check out both these films. Um, and also check me out at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram. But don't do that. You should, all, you should check out the uh podcast on twitter at criterion cult on twitter at criterion cult pod on instagram mondo you should like and share that as yeah well. yeah you should do all that yeah, yeah like all our stuff share our cool uh flyers that we make yeah yeah and you can find me at save underscore mondo on all this including your letterboxd hell yeah and real quick shout out to uh Janet from Adorkable Pins. She's always sending us, sending us real cool stuff. If you like all her pins, you know, whether it's just like yeah, South Park, Simpsons stuff, like all the kind of like gremlins. You know I mean? Yeah, nostalgia yeah. stuff. Check it out. Adorkable, adorkable Pins yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, join me cool. Yeah, thank you guys for listening.